Welcome to the Chick Foley Show. What is up, Foley fam? We are back with a Chicks Quickie. Just me and Sheena coming to you guys tonight with our live report from SmackDown Live in Memphis from this past Friday. Uh, Sheena, how you doing? I'm doing good. Um, yeah, it's pretty cool to be back going to live wrestling, uh, taking Brett, getting to see Brett go to his first wrestling shows uh, as a fan. So, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. This is the second show. Yeah, no. Oh, you're saying his first, his first Yeah, his gotcha. first wrestling show, you know. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, it was a good time. Uh, luckily, it wasn't such a long break between live events this time. We just went to SummerSlam and GCW Nashville back in July. So, uh, but you know, about once every six months, you got to get your fix in for those live wrestling shows. Uh, I want to remind you guys before we get into it to use code Chick Foley to save 10% at Ringside Collectibles. Elite 100 just came in, and uh, that set was just exquisite. So, it's definitely something that you guys are going to want to check out. Um, Sheena, you got anything before we get into this Friday night? No, let's talk about it. All right. The let's just start off with our, you know, it's really our first trip to a big event, downtown Memphis. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you just kind of give us some of your broad strokes? What did you think of uh how downtown Memphis is for for hosting events? I thought it was fine. I mean, we had a good time. We went and picked up, so we needed to backtrack a little bit. We picked up our friend from the Turnbuckle Tavern. Uh Hawk went with us. The one and only. Yeah, we had an extra ticket and we were like, we're not gonna let this go to waste. Uh let's hit up Hawk and see if he wants to go. And Hawk was all for it. So we went um and picked him up, went to the arena, found parking right outside the arena, which I, I am I don't know about any of you guys or I have the worst parking anxiety. Like it's always a headache. You feel like you're gonna be in a garage where it's gonna be like super tight uh, parking spots and stuff, and a pan ass getting in and out. Yeah. But luckily, it was just a it was an open, it pretty much an open lot for the most part of this church, and yeah, they're charging fifteen bucks to uh, to get in and park. Yeah, remember it. when we went to um, when we were in Norfolk and we got in that weird like traffic situation where we had to circle around the block twice, and then we were just sitting in traffic. And we're like, in the garage. Yeah, yeah it, it was, was just, just a log jam. Yeah, Memphis. It's a lot of it's. It's it's got kind of it's not a super dense downtown. Like mm-hmm. there's a little bit of room to breathe and stuff. It's not a bunch of tight little city blocks and stuff. It's pretty big blocks. Yeah. And it's by the other cool thing about FedEx Forum is it's right by Beale Street. You know, that's the famous street in Memphis. It's right up there with with Bourbon Street. Um it's like some, yeah, some of the most famous like, you know, party streets and stuff in America. Um so the cool thing about that is on the weekend nights they usually shut down most automobile traffic because mm-hmm. there's so many pedestrians and stuff walking around. So yeah, parked about a block over and uh, walked. We were going to get a bite before the show. We hit Dyer's Burgers. That's like the historic burger place. Yeah, down. we'd already scouted the, the the food situation. We're like, we're going to figure out what we want to eat. We're going to get in, make this super smooth, get over to the good. stadium. Yeah, get, get a nice burger, milkshake, put some nice greasy food on your gut before you go hit the stadium. And uh, it just, uh, it, it didn't work out. They were packed. So then we're, you know, in scramble mode. No, we, we walked in. As soon as we walked in, it was, you know, the four of us and Brett. And this lady hollers from behind the counter. She said, we ain't got no seats left in here. <laughs> we were like, okay. Like, All right, you know, let's bail. Let's yeah. bail, you know. Uh, so. And we were already on a little bit of a time crunch. Like we we're going to be cutting it close. So so waiting around for a table to open up wasn't an option. Yeah. Um, yeah, so so we hit up I think on the was, fly. Yeah, on the fly, we changed our plans. We went to this place. Uh, we just kind of we were just kind of just like you know 
meandering downtown and uh we were like oh this place looks good it was a cool vibe on the inside like almost like a theater type situation it would have been good it was like cajun food yeah also. and when we walked in you know it didn't seem like it was like some you know really nice restaurant people were just dressed super casual and stuff um there wasn't a lot of people in there which should have been our first indication uh but we sit down wait for a little bit and then uh start looking at the menu though the lady brought the menus over yeah and we were just like oh Price is higher than giraffe pussy. Yeah, this this isn't what we were in store for. Like, I'm sure the food would have been good and probably would have it been looked a, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it would have been a good meal. Just but not it's, for pregame. It's not a pregame. It wasn't a pregame meal. Yeah, like paying like you know thirty five dollars for a, a catfish plate. Um, you know, it was just not not in the cards for us that night. Especially if we had Brett with us and stuff. We were just looking for some some greasy. Yeah. Pre pregame. So we go we go walking back down South uh, Beale Street and. Pretty much everywhere is like, it's just looking like mostly bars, right? Like, so you could go and get some bar food, but we had a little guy with us and, you know, you want to put something good on your belly before you go to the event. Finally, should have known the brewery, Ghost River Brewing Company saved the day. They have a, uh, a wing joint attached in their brewery called New Wing Order. So yeah, what are the signed, odds? Yeah, that, that should have been sign number one, NWO. We go there first and we got some delicious wings mm-hmm. uh, and, and brews before heading over to the stadium. And the cool thing was the uh, they actually let us walk out like the back gate of their stadium and back the, gate of the, or the restaurant, or the restaurant mm-hmm. and the, the stadium is right there. Yeah, so we got we got in super smooth. Uh, going into the stadium was kind of wild. Um, you know, Memphis has a pretty bad a, a bad rap for just being kind of a rough city. Um, again, we we love it here in the area that we're in. We're kind of in a bedroom community. We're in the country, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're kind of in a bedroom Memphis. community on the outside of, of Memphis. Um, and even in in Memphis proper, there are there are some nice places. So I don't want anybody to get caught up in the stigma, but there are parts of Memphis that are pretty rough, right? Um, and, uh, the stadium definitely represented that because when you went through, it felt like TSA, it was like the, the big giant metal detectors had to empty your pockets, take off your jackets, throw everything through the scanner. Like I was just like, holy shit. Like I've never been to a wrestling event where I had to do all that, you know? So I mean, better safe than sorry, I suppose, but (laughs) you know, yeah, it just felt really like, holy crap. Yeah, so we get in uh, pretty much right as the show started. Like the Michael Cole and, uh, and and Wade Barrett are already making their way out. Um, is it Wade Barrett who does it for NXT? Wade Barrett, yeah, 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 Wade yeah, Barrett, yeah, Wade. No, right? Okay, yeah. So make sure I didn't news. have that mixed up. Yeah. yeah, so they were out. Uh, Jerry Lawler actually came out and fired up the crowd. You know, he's a Memphis legend, so they had to do that. He got a big pop. And uh, then we start the show. It was cool because as they were still doing the the little then, then now, now forever right. intro, we got to see the Usos and Sami Zayn and Solo Sokoa walk, the walk out, right in front right of in front us, of dude. Us. Yeah, like three rows ahead. We were like, oh my God, this is so cool. Yeah, and just more evidence of how over the bloodline is. Like you could already feel like the buzz like mm-hmm. rising up in the arena as soon as everybody saw them walking out. Yeah. Um, energy started going off. And then, you know, the show opening was just sick. Oh, yeah. We saw uh, we were not expecting to see Roman Reigns, you know, because even Brett had mentioned ask if Roman Reigns was going to be there. And we we're like, I don't know. He's, you know, he's not advertised. I don't know if he's going to be there or not. We wasn't advertised. Get- we were trolling social media, like searching, see if he was making any appearances or if he posted for Memphis on his Instagram or anything. There was absolutely zero indication Roman was going to be yeah, there. Yeah, then the music hits. And we, I mean, I just I marked out. I was like, oh, my God, dude. And then, you know, it, it kept going. I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Are we getting trolled? Are we getting trolled? And then as soon as he walked out, I was like, I mean, the crowd just is a big pop, dude. They, they were they were definitely hot for Roman. Yeah, everybody got to acknowledge Roman. And uh, then we had the whole segment with him and Kevin Owens. So what did you think of the reaction for, for Kevin Owens there in Memphis? Um, I mean, it was, it was fine. I mean, I think I, th- that was a pretty hot crowd all, all together. Dude. I thought everybody, I thought the crowd was really good. You know, we'll talk about it later who else they were hot for, but, uh, yeah, I, I was proud of the Memphis crowd. 
or do you think that was a proper setup for uh, KO versus Roman at the Rumble? Yes, it was a little bit. I don't know. I, I, I thought it was kind of late. It, it was a little bit. It was a little bit late. Yeah, it was exactly. Like KO just came out and declared that he was. Yeah, the title I d- 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 shot d- d- at the declare I'm gonna yeah. get the rumble, and it just it felt a little forced to me. Like you know, you're not mad at Sammy, you're mad at me. You know, I just I don't know. It, it was it was what it was. It, it achieved what it needed to achieve, but I did feel like it was a little it was a little different for Roman. I felt like Roman was playing a little bit more of a lighter angle than he normally does. You know. Yeah, definitely. The first in-ring action of the night was Kofi Kingston versus uh, Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. Now, again, Hawk was with us. He is a hardcore AEW fan, watches almost no WWE. He said he'd caught one WWE show about a year prior, and that was it. He was really blown away at the lack of in-ring action compared to an AEW yeah. show. I'm always, I'm always a little bit blown away by that, too. I feel like I don't know. You're just used to going like when we go to like pay-per-views and stuff like that. It's match after match. It's match after match after match. Yeah. And, you know, you got um, like the hype videos and stuff like that. But when it's just like the commercials and stuff, it's dead, dude. Like it just feels like and it, it's it was tough. It was a long night even for Brett. You know, and Brett loves to watch wrestling. But when it was like the downtimes, he would just like get disinterested and get tired. And, you know, so. I don't think I would go to a Raw, man. I really don't yeah. think that I would. I, I mean, we had a good time at SmackDown, but I don't think I would go to a raw TV taping, unless I knew there was going to be like some really hyped up match mm-hmm. or segment that I just had to see. Cause yeah, those TV tapings can be rough sitting through like those commercial breaks where the guys are just in the ring with the lights off. You can tell it's minutes. so commercial compared to AEW. Like, you know, AEW, like during the, the downtimes or when there's commercials and stuff, Justin Roberts is out there like interacting with the crowd and whatnot. Um, there's just nothing for WWE. Yeah. It's definitely, like I said, sometimes I was, they do the little cams, like, you know, they had the suck it cam and like the dance cam and stuff every once in a while, but like, yeah, wasn't enough. Yeah. I, I was just playing the Hawk. Like AEW is a wrestling show that's on TV. Like WWE is a TV show about wrestling. I mm-hmm. feel like, like it's just, yeah, it's hard to even compare them. It, it, they're a lot different when you see them on TV, but seeing them live is really no comparison it's between the level of production and polish and what's actually being presented to you um, there in the ring. But mm-hmm. All right, Shane, so I don't know if you realize this, but going all the way back to the freaking pre-show at WrestleMania 31, it has been almost eight years that we have been seeing the New Day live. I think they've worked on just about every show that we've been to mm-hmm. for WWE during that time. Um, where do you, where do you think they're at kind of in their, their evolution right now as an act? I mean, they're definitely on a down slope, even though they're the WWE or the NXT champions, um, which I think was cool. I'm, I'm here for them being the NXT champions and kind of elevating that title belt and whatnot. But uh, it's definitely not the same with Big E. It is a little bit a Jace saying, you know, it's the new day and it's just Kofi and, uh, Xavier. I don't know what's going to happen with that. I don't know, like, you know, what the future holds for New Day, but it's definitely a little bit down for me. It just doesn't feel right without, without Big E there, you know? Yeah. They, they really need to be a trio to, to kind of yeah. elevate it. They just, and he's a lot, he's a lot of the personality, you know, Big E. I mean, and he's and a lot of, the and a lot of the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They, uh, they kind of seem like just another tag team without mm-hmm. Biggie there. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had the rare intergender tag match up next after that. We had Mad oh, yeah. Cat Moss and Emma going up against uh, Scarlet and Karrion Cross. Now, <laughs> big fan of Scarlet, but got to say the um, you know I, I didn't think the reaction was there for Karrion Cross, and to me, it's always kind of awkward if you have like a huge theatrical, like highly produced entrance. That's I mean. It's, by itself, it's a really badass entrance, but if the crowd is just sitting there on their hands with like minimal yeah. reaction, it just 
it seems kind of weird. I mean, where, what did you think of, of Carrie and Cross seeing that in person? Because that was our first I mean, time seeing that in person. Yeah, the, it was cool to see it in person because the way it's presented on TV, like they shoot it really cool, you know, and make it where it's like Scarlet's coming up the aisle and then she gets in the ring and it's really close up on Scarlet until that moment, like where the, you know, the beat drops and uh, Carrie comes into the frame. And it was cool to get to see how that develops, you know what I mean, as far as like where they go in the ring and stuff like that. Um, and it's always cool when you see like lights and, you know, strobes and all that kind of stuff. Smoke. Flames. <laughs> yeah, flames. Um, but yeah, the crowd was just like flat for it. And it does feel a little bit awkward. Yeah, it was kind of weird. I, I I know Triple H is a huge fan of the guy, so I'm sure he'll be okay. But I feel like they need to, you, you know, either make a few tweaks to the character or just come up with a little bit better storyline. Because it feels like he's kind of been spinning his wheels since the what thing. What do you think Jim it McIntyre. is? Do you think, do you think it's just him? Do you think? I think he I needs mean, to go back to the bald head, right? Yeah, the bald I don't the know. hair. The hair is weird. I mean, not, yeah, not that he necessarily has like bad hair, but I just no, got so used to him hair. being a bald headed guy that it's just weird to me that now he's got this full head of hair out of nowhere. The bald matches the gimmick a little more. Just yeah. kind of a little bit more of like the unhinged. Like the doomsday like, type yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Bald. The, you know, bald is beautiful when it comes to carrying cross. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. And then I just think the booking, man, I think he was, he works really well as a main event guy. I feel like he's the kind of guy who doesn't necessarily work as well in the mid card, you know, in NXT, he was always dominant, like pretty much undefeated up until, uh, you know, Samoa Joe got a hold of him there at the end. And I just think it's hard for that style of character and that act to work. If we're, if we're seeing you, um, kind of trading wins and losses in the mid card mm-hmm. for, for months at a time. So yeah. I don't know maybe that's one of the few guys that Vince was right about, you know, Vince obviously soured on him very quickly. Um, I think the jury's still out on how it's going to go this, the second time around. Uh, after that, we had, you know, top of the hour, they always give us something big, probably the most fun segment of the night. Charlotte made her kind of proper return to SmackDown. You know, we, we saw her come out last week and basically cash in on Ronda. And now is her time to come out and address the fans. And of course, Sonya Deville came out and interrupted and got squashed. Uh, tell us about this one, Sheen. It was, I mean, it was fun. The The crowd was very, very hot for Charlotte. Um, it was cool to see her back in person. I know there was a, there was a time period where we were like, Oh my gosh, like, you know, we need somebody besides Charlotte, but, uh, you know, you, they did give us time to breathe. They gave us time to miss Charlotte and I'm glad she's back. Um, and, uh, Oh, I think I was telling Seth, I think that was the first ever whoop that trick uh, chant on WWE Yeah, TV, that was pretty so. cool, just seeing something organically kind of happen with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those that don't know, that originated from the movie Hustle and Flow, which was about the Memphis hip-hop scene. Yeah. And uh, the Memphis Grizzlies, you know, have had a lot of success the last few years behind John Morant, their star point guard. And they've kind of adopted that as their anthem to the point to where if it's the fourth quarter... And they got the game in, uh, you know, wrapped up there sometime in the last like 90 seconds. They'll play that song on the PA in the stadium and pretty much the whole building starts chanting whoop that trick. So yeah. that's where that came from. Uh, they were, yeah, today, dude. yeah, they yeah. didn't just, uh, you know, they didn't just single out uh, Sonya Deville for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, she dro- she dropped a few hard tricks, dude. She was like, you trick. I was like, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. And she just made a good point. We'll give you guys some incentive to listen to the end. We'll, we'll put that on as the outro for uh for today's show in case you guys haven't heard it but uh but yeah that was a lot of fun and you know standard squash match but it's good to see charlotte back i think mm-hmm. she definitely injected some life back into the women's division agreed <laughs> uh we also took a trip to the merch stand tell the listeners about oh, the Bretman selection from the merch stand so I, I know better than to send Seth to the uh, to get snacks with the Brett man because Seth is such a sucker. You know, like if Brett says he wants something, like 
Seth has a really hard time saying no. Whereas like I'm the mom and I, I get used to being asked for stuff like 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So it's easier for me to just be like, no, no, not today or whatever. But so they go to get popcorn and M&Ms. I see Seth coming back with this like velvet satchel with the uh, Wyatt six symbol on it. And I'm like, what the hell is this? And uh, he's like, well, Brett wanted to spend his Christmas money that he, he got did have from 50 Na- bucks from his grandma. He, he, yeah. I he said, he wanted to spend his Christmas money that he got from Nana. Uh, and this was his selection. And he pulls out the, um, Uncle the Bray Wyatt mask. The Bray Wyatt mask. Yeah, yeah from the mask when he, he wearing for when he returned. When he returned. Uh, and uh, I mean, it's it's a pretty damn cool it's piece cool. of merch. Yeah. yeah. It's, I, it was cheaper at the merch stand than it is um, yeah, it online. Yeah, it was cheaper at the merch stand. They gave me a military discount. And the thing was, like, so we walked by, he saw it, just had to have it. I asked the guy to see it, and I was fully expecting it to be kind of like flimsy plastic, like yeah, you did like, it like Spirit Halloween. Like those sting masks. And yeah, like, exactly. You know, like yeah, the- just so I could show Brett and be like, hey, look, this is what it is. You don't want this. It's going to break. Then I got a hand. I was like, whoa, this is kind of nice. Like mm-hmm. they put some serious detail into the paint, put a few different washes and stuff to make it and look kind of weathered. And it feels like almost like a resin like type yeah, material. It's like, yeah, you know? it's really hard plastic. Like, you could, It's totally a collection piece. Like yeah. you could totally like put this with your, like, your, your figure room or wrestling display. So if you're seeing it on WWE in. shop and you're like, I wonder what this is like in person, it's a really it's nice, nice. It's a nice piece, but I would wait. You know, WWE shop always they runs like sales. sales and stuff like that. I think what would you pay like forty bucks for it? Forty bucks, yeah. yeah it's forty bucks. I think I saw online it was selling for like fifty nine ninety nine, which is a because for me I'm like that's no, I'm not buying that for fifty nine ninety nine. But to me, it's, it's much nicer than the fiend mask that they were selling. Yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, like really cool piece. And if you're a Bray fan, I feel like it's almost a must have for, mm-hmm. for your collection. It's pretty cool. Uh, we had Top Dollar and Ricochet. I don't really know what to say about that. Hit yeah. Row, to me, just does not work without Swerve. No, it does not, dude. It doesn't work without Swerve. And But what was cool, though, is I think we were sitting right in front of Ricochet's family. Yeah, um, they were going nuts. Yeah, they were going nuts. And they, they were, were getting like, mad whenever, uh, whenever Hit Row turned on Ricochet. And they, they had signs for Ricochet. And it was like, you can, and, and they kind of like, look, I was like, they look like Ricochet's family. Like, it looked like, I don't know if Ricochet is a brother or a cousin or something. I was like, this looks like he could be related to Ricochet. That would make sense too because i think that was the section they set aside for like the comps tickets uh, that, and would, stuff, that would make I mean? sense yeah um but they the um the mom like was going live on facebook and she was like yelling into him like you know no get him get him you know that was so cool to watch her like <laughs> and whenever know. he was getting beat down she was yelling for the ref to get back in there yeah. She's like, ref, what are you there. doing where's the ref at get yeah. back in there yeah so the dad was like holding a we love you ricochet sign and the mom was live on facebook and all the you know brothers or cousins or whatever there were for cheering so that was really cool to get to see that yeah it's always pretty neat man you see that like family connection there with the wrestlers uh and then we had the main event the match of the night man the uh the usos versus versus sheamus and drew Drew mcintyre yeah i I had to break it out break it down to hawk like because you know the crowd was hot for that match they were going Mm -hmm. nuts getting the this is awesome chance and Hawk was like, you know, I feel like they do this kind of stuff every single match in AEW. And I explained to him, like, yeah, that's the difference, man. Yeah. Like, I feel like WWE really sets up their big matches to shine. Um, yeah, AEW literally just had a best of seven yeah. uh, style of this. And season. even just like a random match, like AR Fox versus, you know, whoever, man. Yeah. Like, they're going to roll, they're going to try to put out a five star match every single time. And I feel like, I mean, it's good, it's cool, but I feel like it kind of fatigues the crowd, and it gives, kind of gives you that like everything's one flavor type vibe. But all yeah, we talked together. about. Didn't we talk? Was that on the show or was yeah, that like was on the show we talked about? Yeah, I can't Whereas, remember. Like everything is just kind of like. Um, yeah, that's we did how, our chickies. Yeah, because we did the chickies, and nobody had any AEW matches up there. Um, yeah, I think WWE does a good job at kind of giving you a little bit of different flavor. Like every match doesn't got to be five stars. Like mm-hmm. Some match need to be a B minus. Some need to be a C plus. You know. Um, 
And then it really lets those big matches shine. And this one definitely did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was great, dude. It was just hard hitting, high flying, um, all the things. A lot of good near falls. Like I bought yes. it. I, there was a couple of times I thought that uh, I thought they were the Drew and Sheamus were, were taking the belts. Yeah, it was it was awesome, dude. The crowd was so hot for it. Um, you know, like you said, every near fall, the crowd was just like, oh. We so, got to see Drew do the big somersault over the top rope. Yeah, that was cool, dude. Seeing him just like jump over that rope. I was like, holy we, smokes. So dude. we were sitting hard campsite right by the entrance stage. So we're maybe like 30 feet away from the wrestlers as they're coming out. Tell you, dude, Drew McIntyre, like that dude is huge, He's man. He's insane. Like, I mean, he looks great on TV, but... The TV really doesn't do him justice to just how massive he is. Yeah, and, you know, we, I was telling Seth, I said, because I, I was saying the same thing to Seth. I was like, God, Seamus and Drew are massive. And I was like, specifically Drew. And I was like, look how they dwarf the Usos. The and Usos the Usos aren't small aren't guys They'd be big guys in AEW. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, they, they just, like, dwarfed them in person. You know, and everything looks bigger on TV and the way they shoot things. But, I mean, yeah, they made the Usos look like they were, like, little small guys. Yeah, Drew is very impressive, man. I'm hoping that guy gets another run back in the main event um, mm-hmm. sooner or later. And I'm sure he will because no matter what they give him, he always makes it work and he always stays over. Yeah, uh, and then the, the after the match, uh, the crowd kind of went flat because the Viking Raiders came out. And, yeah, and I think and that was kind of sad because this was all off the air, right? I'm pretty, I haven't watched it back on TV, but I'm pretty sure the TV went off with the Usos celebrating and then Viking Raiders came out after the fact. And I don't even really know what that was because it didn't set up a match. I think it was maybe just to kind of help, you know, the live audience get another get another look at the Viking Raiders. Um, they look cool, but yeah. I definitely heard a lot of people with like some who are like young, like who are right. you, Adam and stuff. Yeah. So maybe they just need to kind of go back to the drawing board on, on introducing these guys because they're a talented act. And I love that they got Sarah Logan back with them now mm-hmm. also. Same. Yeah, I, I like I like the Viking Raiders. But yeah, the crowd was just like. They, they after that hot match and it was so awesome like it just kind of felt like what are we doing here why are we doing this yeah it, like I said it was weird because I I'm used to them tacking on a match um at the end of the night just to send the fans home happy like I think uh, we had street profits and it ended up being street profits and Imperium but that's the thing Imperium, when the Viking right. Raiders came out I'm thinking like okay uh, either Drew and Chambers are gonna get back up and challenge them to a match and run it back or we're gonna see like a babyface team come out to save them stuff yeah. the match but. Viking Raiders kind of just beat the shit out of Drew and Sheamus. They left. Viking Raiders left. And then, oh, we forgot uh, to say we saw we saw Butch. You, spoke, you said run in, and that made me. Oh think yeah, yeah. So we got to see yeah, Butch, Butch and, and yeah. uh, Ridge Holland. Um, but yeah, Viking Raiders. Like I said, they beat the shit out of Drew and Sheamus, and then just out of nowhere, we get Street Profits and Imperium as our mm-hmm. house show main event. Which I love the Street Profits. Imperium are really talented, but I don't think I don't know how many people were sticking around to watch the end of that one. Yeah, especially after that long. It was a long show, and it was late. So. Yeah, I'm used to getting like a little bit better match than that. So if I had one big critique for the show, like you got to give us something better for the uh, for the go home, man. Mm-hmm. Like you could have Bray come out or yeah, really anybody. Sami Zayn could have wrestled a match. Yeah, no shit. Like I said, no shade to the Street Profits or Imperium for that. Yeah, matter, it was but- cool. But like I said, that's usually like that match has typically been like a little treat for yeah. the uh, fans. Like I know at the SmackDown after WrestleMania 33 in Orlando, the dark match was Dolph Ziggler versus. Uh, Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, like something mm-hmm. like that would be cool. Um, but yeah, it was fun. Like I said, it was really, it was a good time. Obviously taking, taking our son to the show is always a blast. And we got to take an AEW fan. So that was interesting. Just kind of getting Hawk's perspective on everything. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheen, you got any final thoughts on SmackDown in Memphis? No, it was fun. If SmackDown comes to Memphis again, uh, we'll probably take we'll probably take the Brett Man again. Like I said, uh, Raw might be a little bit too long for us. Uh, I don't see Raw coming to to Memphis. They're probably more of a Nashville act, like they were, you know, like they were this week. But uh, yeah, I would definitely go to SmackDown again here. 
All Hopefully right. AEW comes around. Here. Yeah, that I'm surprised awesome. AEW hasn't been to Memphis more. I don't know if they've ever been to Memphis. They definitely haven't been there in the you know six seven months we've been living here because mm-hmm. Memphis is a traditional wrestling hotbed. So yeah, I would like to take Brett to an AEW show. He's yeah. really he's really into a lot of the AEW wrestlers. I think he'd enjoy that too with all the flip flop and flying mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I want to remind you guys to uh, just stay in tune with the regular feed. Uh, we will be dropping our uh, Chick Foley 2023 Pro Wrestling wish list later on this week. Um, and so be on the lookout for, uh, you know, the prompts for listener mail and all that. And, uh, she need any closing thoughts before we get out of here today. No, uh, well, actually I do have a closing thought. I was thinking about when I was doing my workout tonight. This has nothing to do with wrestling and everything to do with just kind of like motivation. I know we're ending this first week of, uh, the new year. And I feel like a lot of times people feel like if they don't jump onto their goals, like that first week of the new year, they're already like discouraged or whatever, but I want to encourage you just to say, screw that. Um, a lot of times that first week, there's a lot of shit going on. Your kids are still out of school. You know, you're kind of have a hangover from the holidays. So don't feel bad. If you have goals for 2023, there's still plenty of time to to start making those things happen. So don't let the fact that you, you know, had a rough first week of the year get you down. 